Welcome to Fire Talk from the Canocti Fire Safe Council. I'm Bill Grudy, and uh, I'll make up the music down a little bit. But you may hear some noise in the background, some sounds that are not typical of our studio sounds. That's because we're out and about. We are at Woody's for this show, a great place for conversation. And a big shout-out to Natalie and the gang here for hosting us. She is busy as can be. But we'll be back, and so on a future episode, we'll get uh, get her on the show and talk a little bit. But today we're going to talk politics with uh, Boone Bridges, who is a candidate for District 5 supervisor. He'll be joining us in just a moment. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we're going to go on the road um, because coming up is going to be a, an event put on by the Clear Lake Environmental Research Center, CLERC, and it's uh, called the County Hometown Wildfire Safety Collaborative, and it involves uh, folks from CLERC, from the North Shore Fire Protection District, from PG&E, uh, from the Forest Service, uh, from the California Fire Chiefs Association, and our Lake County Fire Chiefs. So everybody's going to be there kind of to preview the, se- uh, preview the fire uh, season coming up, talk about work that's going on to make our communities safer, and there should be a lot of good information. So we'll be roaming around that event with our microphones, and we'll bring that to you uh, down the road. But coming up, we're going to talk uh, local politics, District 5 with Boone Bridges, so stay with us. Your family is your legacy. Planning for a natural disaster will make sure you're all safe. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan today for the tools and tips you need to protect that legacy. That's ready.gov forward slash plan. A message brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Fire Talk from the Canocti Fire Safe Council. I'm Bill Grudy, and I'm. Uh, if you hear background noise, it's because we are at Woody's in Kelseyville Lumber, in a perfect spot between hot political talk at the tables <laughs> to my right, and uh, the pro tackle section. So here we are. I'm and I'm with Boone Bridges, who's running for District Five Supervisor. Uh, back in November, we did a program with uh, incumbent supervisor Jessica Paiska, and at that time I said it was our commitment to get everybody's voice around the table, and so, uh, Boone, I'm really happy that you decided to to join us here for this this experiment in uh, in restaurant podcasting. Thank you very much, Bill, for having me. I appreciate the time. It is definitely a pleasure to be here. And yes, the hot topics of politics over there, but most importantly, the the topics of worms and which ones are the best right now. Worms. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I often ask uh, people when I first, uh, first interview them, um, the question that everybody asks everybody up here, which is, how did you get here? <laughs> And I assume for you that answer is pretty simple. Uh, yes, I, somebody brought me here. It was very nice. Uh, well, you're born. You're born here, right? No, I wasn't no? actually born here. So let me let okay. me clarify that. My grandpa's grandparents had a a place over in Clear Lake. The old Howard's Grotto was uh-huh. their boat shop and house building thing. My grandpa was born um, and and moved in here at like two years old. Spent all the way through high school. Graduated from Lower Lake High ran around down in Bakersfield. My dad was born here, lived here till he was about six. My grandfather was on the Lakeport City Police. Then he went to uh, CHP and moved. My dad and my grandfather moved to Minnesota 
to be farmers for seven years. And, you know, the joke is, what would you do if you had a million dollars? Farm it till it's gone. Uh, they didn't start with a million dollars. So seven years was enough. Uh, I was born out there. My sister and I were born out there. At 10 months old, we moved back to Lake County. My dad had custom furniture, water beds, way back in eight, 1980. And then in about 84, a friend of his said, hey, I'm going to build my own house. You want to help me do that? Because the waterbed industry was tapering off. He started building houses. And that was it. He, he loved it and started doing that. And then... I I started as a little kid doing the same thing and have been here ever since at graduated high school in 1998 from Kelseyville and immediately went into I mean I I tell the story, I actually got kicked out of school or, or tried to because I had a knife at school because my Leatherman, because mm. I would go to work before school, go to school, and then go back to work. I just did that. I was like, I'm not bringing a knife to school. This is just part of my tool belt, basically. <laughs> um, so I've been here for that long, and, and that's what I've been doing. Hey, cool. Why are you running for a District 5 supervisor? What is it that got you going there? And you know, what's a little bit of the story of your campaign? All right. Yeah. What got me going here? Why would you? Why would anybody want to get into the world of politics? Yeah. That's a great question. I, I have six kids. The oldest one is married to a local kid. Uh, they've known each other since they were two, and my youngest is 15 months old. So my wife and I, we had four. Thought, oh, we're all good, um, and then the Lord blessed us with two more later on. Here we are. Yeah. And when I, I think the catalyst, if I really have thought about it, and boiled down, is. Talking to a lot of my friends' parents that, hey, how's the, you know, so-and-so doing? Oh, well, they just moved to Texas. They're living in, uh, you know, just a myriad of places. And, and what's, oh, how are they doing? Well, they've got a, they've got a kid. They've got a, I've got two grandbabies out in this place. And they're so excited that, you know, next month or two months or three months from now, they're going to get to go see those kids. And I just don't want that i don't want our kids to i don't want my friends to move away first of all and i don't want my friends kids to move away i want my own kids to be able to grow up here stay here be able to find good jobs or business opportunities in lake county and selfishly have my grandkids you know minutes away from me i live three minutes from my parents and 12 13 minutes from her parents and they get to my kids get as much grandparents as they want, and I want that for everybody else. Is there something you know in your skill set that that makes you uh, potentially uh, uh, well suited to be a supervisor? You know, everybody. When you start something new, you're never you're never positive. Yeah. At least when you on the front end of does does this skill set translate? So hopefully it does. I've been self employed business owner uh, for since day one. I had one job where I worked by the hour. I worked for. Um, Dennis at Live Oak Grill when I was in high school. That's the only job I've ever worked by the hour. When I started, it's always been you have to produce to get paid. And I think that that problem-solving uh, skill set is a is a asset to our community to look at things from that perspective that says we've got to we need to run the government more like a business and less like a charity event. So that's one. And then the other thing that I think I bring to the table is the long-term connections of who do you need to talk to? I think that's one of my skill sets is understanding who the right people to get the right information is from. And I'll, I'll keep going with that vein is those people are hard to find because they're busy and they don't want to be bothered. So you have to go into their lives and intrude on them and say, hey, 
you are a good upstanding portion of this community you're you're really doing this you're too busy to make a lot of waves and so let's let's get you let's get your information and find out what we need to do What's your what's your kind of life on the campaign trail like these days? How many events are you doing? Uh, you know, uh, when you're out and about, just kind of maybe help us to understand what, what and and what you're seeing out there. But but just where are you going these days? Everywhere. So last yeah. night I was at the um, what are the what are those called the, the opioid uh, crisis mm-hmm. epidemic uh, presentation just to try to get some more information on yeah. that because that is. Even bigger than I thought it was in here. What did I do the night before that? I was at our church at our WANA program. I've been the boys director of that for 25 years. Uh, Monday night, I was out at another thing. I mean, it's been, you know, in and then... Um, door knocking talking to people one-on-one uh learning people and what's kind of happened is friends of friends have referred me to other people hey this person would like to you know talk to you figure out what your stance is on x y or z things um you know what am i hearing on the campaign portion of it yeah what's what's the biggest issue that's bubbling up now well i mean there's a couple of them that we've that we've seen in there one is there's not a single person that that says, "Oh, the roads in Lake County are great." Mm-hmm. I mean that, and there's, I I, I want to go to bat for the road department employees and people there. They drive on the roads too, and I'm friends with several of them. And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's there. It's a huge struggle for those people. They don't have the money. They've got two pennies. They're trying to rub them together, and hopefully they get a dime out of it. And so that's a big issue all the time. Another one that has come up is the supervisors raise." has been a a thorn in a lot of people's side that that feels hurtful to them when when their product is their money is devaluing and they see a, a big raise for them i see you have a question yeah on that one. yeah just well i'm just thinking that you know over the years um i've just seen the workload for supervisors increase and increase and increase and increase and uh you know while it is uh the the amount is a lot bigger than it than it was previously it, it doesn't strike me as being so out of line and so let me let me address that yes i I guess you could you could probably say that the the pay is maybe maybe where it's supposed to be the manner in which it was done is what i think has really that's kind of the what you've heard from most people is well maybe it maybe that's where it's supposed to be but you know people have friends in the county that are still getting incremental raises and and to take it in a it's such a big chunk and the argument that hey it went um you know it was on it, they didn't get a raise for quite a period of time and then they did um there's a lot of that i'm not i understand it when i yeah. get elected the, the raise will come to me yeah. so what have i've thought is well hey i don't think it's going to go backwards you're not going to be able to do that what am i going to make sure i do hey let's make sure that i take some of that money and buy some animals at the at the auction from local kids, uh, you know, sponsor a little league team or something like that. Let's make sure I give some of that back in there because that's what I can do. So, well, let's. Uh, let, our focus, of course, is the Soda Bay Road corridor. That's what the Canoc Fire Safe Council is 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 all about. And over the since 2018, when Rob Brown, which I think was a great idea, came up with this benefit zone measure proposal, where each lot would be assessed uh, a certain amount of money, uh, $100 or $200, depending upon the size of that, and it would all go into a pot, and we would, uh, you know, help to clear these problem lots. Well, what we found is that this great idea hit the bureaucracy, and it's like being stuck in molasses. And so, what what could you bring to the table that would help cut through 
that goo. <laughs> okay, so first of all, let's let's give Rob Brown congratulations on that one. And Rob is one of the reasons I'm running. He pushed me. He said, hey, you can do this. You can do this. You've got the, the right thing to do this. Um, and, and the benefit zone was definitely that. Yeah, it's stuck in bureaucracy. Government needs to get out of government's way so government can do the job that it needs to do. It's so interesting to me to go, everybody wants this. Everybody you talk to everywhere, mm-hmm. yeah, we need yeah. to get this. We have the money, almost a half million dollars, I mean, rounded somewhere in that to, to do this. Let's let's start clearing lots. And yet it just seems to be, well, are you ready to start? Well, no, I. Uh, you got to talk to Bob. Hey, Bob, are you ready to start? Well, no, you got to talk to this. And you, you come back to the end of the circle and the tail, the snake is eating its tail and you're just in there. So one of the things is... You need to be able to work with everybody and be kind and conciliatory to different people. But at a certain point, you do also have to put the hammer down and say, okay, enough enough obfuscating and, and getting away from this. Do the job. Just get out there and absolutely start doing this. I want a deadline. Here's the... I, Supervisors, all of us, are we agreed that this, we have the money, we want to see this, the people in my district want it, that's... Do it. We want you to start by such and such a day and get it going. You're not a bully, but you do have to have a certain force of personality to bring to bear on that that says, okay, we've looked at all the problems, but we have to get started. Sometimes it's the start that stops most people, and we just got to get over that step and the push. From from the top, this is a direction we want you to go. Clearly, this is the most important issue to the people of District 5. The Soda Bay Corridor is 8,000 people. It's the biggest uh, tax base in the county. There's no way, you know, outside of the incorporated areas, there's no way we can't give them all of the attention that they deserve and need. They have to be the first priority. Let me switch to another important issue that we faced in the Soda Bay Road corridor. We had Measure A, the issue that failed a few years back. I'm sure you're aware of it. I think it fell apart for a whole bunch of reasons. So my question is really, how do we rebuild that effort to get a fire station in the middle of the corridor, uh, probably in Buckingham? I think one of the biggest problems that we faced was that people really didn't understand that there was a connection between fire stations, one fire station and another, how one supports another. Um, How do you work with the Kelseyville Fire District to give them the confidence to take another run at this or to come up with some other solution? Well, Bill, you took all the thunder out of that one. I'm sorry. You, I, didn't you, to, I, <laughs> I didn't mean to go too far. <laughs> you absolutely, I mean, you explained the, the problem very well. Here's the thing. I think our local Kelseyville Fire District has done a pretty darn phenomenal job. When you look at the their engines, their their staffing, the mm-hmm. people that they have, uh, absolute you know, kudos to them for making, making hay out of what they had. So that's great. The Major A specifically fell apart because of a variety of reasons based on I mean, I think if you really broke it down, at the end of the day, I think there was a good measure probably put forward more by the local people. And then I I believe there was an outside entity hired to kind of rewrite it, and they just did a bad job. And here's what I'm seeing. So how would you fix that and rebuild it? Here's what I'm seeing is I'm too busy to be bothered with going to meetings and you know doing those things that's where i've been my whole life and busy people are who you need to talk to so i think the 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 job of the supervisor on this specific issue is as a liaison a couple things hey 
let's put my backing the the bully pulpit of that supervisor behind the Canocti Fire Safe Council because they've there's a new proposal you guys have written it say hypothetically we've looked at it that I'm on board we've got everybody on board I can't go to every meeting but I can hey here's a statement from him he's on board with this kind of thing and then individual people it's a hey walk a, take a Saturday and do some door knocking talk to some some influential people that will influence everybody else and make sure they understand where they're at. You know, I think as, as we faced that issue, there was a lot of trying to break down silos. Fire department was in its silo. I got to say we were in our silos. We're, we were talking past each other. How do you break down those? Uh, and I think countywide that's a problem. How do you break down those barriers? I think you do it through goodwill. So I know that there's they've done a study and there's probably a fee increase coming for new construction from fire districts. And that's going to be anywhere from, you know, a dollar to two dollars because right now it hasn't changed in 30 years. I am adamantly opposed to all new fees in principle. Right. That's just my general where I'm at. But I look at like North Shore fire department they bought a used engine recently they refixed the whole thing up they saved you know their 400,000 into it instead of a million or or some number I mean it's don't quote me on that but there I look at that and because I know that I'm much more open to hey you guys are pinching your pennies and so you need a little more you've done a great job with what you have I'm okay when that measure comes up. If it came up without me knowing that information, I'd be a hard no on it. But when I understand, hey, these fire departments are actually doing, they're, they're doing a good job of pinching their pennies and making it stretch as far as they can, I'm so much more open to that. So how do you break down those silos? Hey, that's goodwill. You start by spreading that goodwill. You let people know of what they're doing um, and how they're doing that, and then 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 work through those issues on an individual basis uh and i assume it would be the same with your relationship with the sheriff's department as well you know oes talks about that being their number one when i talked to uh you know leah satellite the other day uh she she said that's our biggest problem is that we can't get people to talk to each other and you're right and that's where the 30 well 40 years of living here um gavin wells is a you know, one of the sheriffs. I went to school with him when we were in Christian school. Um, Gary Frace, I went to school with him. Uh, um, you know, the another guy from, you know, several of them go to my church. And I've, I've, I've been a basketball coach for, you know, many years ago and, a, and a, the Awana program and all these different things. And you end up with connections to people. And those little things, they just open the doors to to people talking back and forth and then bringing the right people into the right room together and go, hey, Bob, George, George, Bob, we need to get this figured out. Yeah. You know, uh, just looking at the 30,000-foot level, too, as, as I've, I've been here 34 years now, um, it just seems to me that two community groups are suffering. Church congregations are smaller than they used to be. Rotary uh, clubs are smaller than they used to be. Lions clubs, and there are some uh, civic organizations that have simply folded all together. How do you rekindle people's interest and particularly younger people in getting involved in these civic groups which I think are kind of the core of, of building a community <laughs> Bill you oh my word hey if I if I actually had a, a, a blueprint for that I'd be running yeah, for president yeah. not for uh, for for district five but I think what you said is so important it's a it's an identity of being there's so many people that want to get out of Lake County when you talk to young people there's I was just in the school recently um, talking, and you ask those people, how many of you can't wait to get out of Lake County? It's 95% of them are just think that there's something better 
out there after this. And it's just not true because a lot of those people actually come back eventually, which is great. So how do you do that? I think what Kelseyville specifically has done with their pair festivals, dances, uh, their Kelseyville downtown area brings people together and creates a sense of community. Those type of things are really important. The wine to fork dinner. I have friends that that come back once a year, you know, that I graduated with, that's when they come back. They come back for that 15 of them or so come back as a group for that thing. And those type of things build, build community, build friendships, and then translate into attendance at church, attendance at civic clubs and those type of things. Uh, we, we talked about Rob Brown just a couple of moments ago. And one of the, the keystones, I think, of his term in office were a whole bunch of really interesting, innovative ideas. Uh, what do you have in mind? What sort of things that, that would you want to bring to the table uh, that, that would be sort of in that, in that mold of, of creative, outside-the-box sort of stuff? Okay, hey, thank you for that question. I love it. I'll go fast. One of the things that I think is the biggest issue that we have is the long-term, the lack of long-term em, uh, employees in our sheriff's department, fire department, and then in the county in general. We have a lot of turnover. People come here, they spend three to five years, they get trained, they leave. It costs us a lot of money to train those people, then they're gone. So innovative things. Let's look at a 10-year approach to a new hire in the sheriff's department. How much do we spend in year one, two, three, four, and five on training? Can we move that then into actual salary increase to keep them so that we don't just keep having to train new people because a long-term sheriff will know the back roads he'll know the right people he'll get to your your house a little bit faster to to solve a problem uh and then innovative in there i i know some different uh, cities because my cousin participated in one of them where the cities or the counties did uh, low interest or no interest home loans for certain employees and then if you stayed if you, if you left within the first five years any when the house was sold, the, the city or the county reaped all the rewards of that. But if you stayed between f- after five years, you started to actually gain, say the house gained 100000 well, you would get 10% of the gain in, after year five. And after year seven, you'd get 20% of it after this. And if you stayed the entire time and retired out through that prog- program, you would reap the whole reward if you ever sold your house and moved. But that's I look at that kind of as golden handcuffs because the person looks at it as like, I don't want to go anywhere, mm-hmm. or if I do, I don't want to lose this benefit that we've been provided. So I think that's a, a, an innovative approach to the problems in general through the county. How do you see the role of the fire safe councils in the mix, and what could we, what, sh- what should our relationship be with the Knocktie Fire Safe Council? In other words, what sort of things would you be looking to us to do, uh, and uh, what could you do for us? I, I would be looking. I think this is a a huge strength of mine. When you find the right people and they give you the advice that you need, do it. Don't just listen to people. I I can't stand when people come to me and ask for advice on something. I go, do you want advice or or do you just want to talk about it? Because if I tell you to do this and you don't, don't come to me again. So I think the Fire Safe Council, and obviously I have a bias because one of my best friends in the world, his dad is on that, or his father. Yeah, John Noel. John, yes. John's great. John's been a, yeah. just a wonderful addition. I feel a sense of trust and and being able to take advice and being able to not just take the advice and go do it, but being able to sit down and say, I can push back with John in private and say, well, that's stupid. Let me hear it better. Give it, defend yeah, it. Yeah. And he'll defend everything. And then implement that. Just do it. Do your job. My cup's not here. That's on my tongue. Just do your job. So find the right people, listen to them, and then do it. Mm -hmm. Don't don't just say, well, that sounds really good. We're going to do this. 
hey, you guys have the expertise in there. I don't want to be an expert in everything. I want to be an expert in human relationships and finding the right people to listen to and bringing those things into into the actual fruition of seeing it happen. Now, um, our organization, uh, when it began, uh, Supervisor Paiska helped us out with funding from the discretionary fund. Is that something that you would consider? Oh, I, I have to tell you, as I've gotten into this, the discretionary spending was a mind-blowing to me. I was like, oh, I did not realize there was that type of stuff. But that's exactly where I want to see things like that done is, hey, there's a fire safe council. You guys need to start as a 501c3 so you can actually do that stuff. Great. Here's, yes, let's continue that. What else do you need to make this happen? Yeah. Because as I understand, you guys went out, wrote a grant, got the grant for 380000 Is that correct? Yeah, that was done through the homeowners associations, and we began to administer it as it went. Yeah, but it was a, basically the same people involved. Yeah, exactly. You guys, you guys are going to go out and find hundreds of thousands of dollars and and bring it into the county and do that. What do you possibly need? Do you need a steak dinner? Do you need? I mean, what is it that I can do to keep you guys <laughs> on that track? Do you just need a cheerleader? I will stand behind you and say, yay, yay, yay! You guys are doing awesome. Like that's the thing. People want to work encourage them what sort of projects would be would be interesting to you in, in terms of uh, helping to fund what what sort of things would you like to see us do what, yeah. what I would like yeah. to see and what's possible are probably two different yeah. things but you take like in Buckingham I was talking to Armand Polly the other day and he's like he said if you guys get me a chipper I got old guys around here we just go around and chip for people I park at my house I'll keep it up to date I'll keep it this well I don't know if there's you know, yeah, yeah, liability I, in that. Yeah. But let's focus on things like that because Armand's fully capable of running around getting people to do that. And, hey, somebody's got stuff. Uh -huh. We'll go around and chip it. So if we need to get a chipper or that type of stuff, I would love to see. I think it was several years ago, but I think it was Rob that was kind of the, the, a driving force or a, at least a big component. The whole, you know, there's hundreds of people with weed eaters along the Soda Bay Corridor uh, on a Saturday cleaning it up, weed eating, picking up mm -hmm. trash, doing that kind of stuff. Let's let's get involved with that again. Let's Let me push that. Again, the... The power of the Soda Bay Corridor is they should they should really push back and forth the, the way that the county is, is doing it in District 5 specifically. Yeah, I, um, I'd like to wrap it up now, uh, kind of looking to the future, and let's take our little, our Soda Bay Corridor, you know, from um, basically uh, Gaddy Lane and uh, the State Park on out toward Kitts Corner and then, uh, yeah. you know, beyond to uh, where Greg Graham's, uh, the intersection with 29 out there at Point Lakeview Road. What are you, three years, assume you, you make it, uh, three years from now, what would you like to see done there? What, how would you like to see it compared to what it is today? I would like it to be that when people drive from uh, the highway, Kitts Corner, into their uh, wherever they live in the in the river they look on either side of the road and they don't think oh my word if there's a fire in here i'm gonna die it absolutely needs to be cleaned up held back the brush has got to be pushed back to where when you drive through that you actually feel as if hey if there's a fire in here i have the opportunity to to survive this and that's just a a basic and different people are going to handle that differently, but there are a, a big group of people that have been through so many fires that probably just driving through there on a daily basis is frightening for them. Not today, it's raining, but anytime you start to hit August, September, and there's anything, people live on edge in that. And that is, it's not healthy. It's, it's, a, it's a stress 
issue that cause that that bleeds into other portions of your life and quality of life. Mm-hmm. So that sucker cleaned up from start to finish and a program to continue to maintain that over the years because doing it once that's great and it needs to be done but if you don't go back the next year and then two years after that and then make sure that we have that in place to to follow up with it boone i want to thank you for for stopping by i think uh, this is our first experiment at woody's and i think we're going to do this again because it's just kind of a a fun place to be and a, a place that just sort of is conducive to conversation so uh well we'll see you out and about on the campaign trail and uh We'll talk to you maybe after. We'll see how it goes. I I certainly hope to be uh, 100% available and be a resource and use you guys as a resource to bring as much information as I can as I can take in and pass on correctly and make sure that the the things that the Fire Safe Council recommends actually happen. Well, that's it for Fire Talk this week. Our thanks to uh, Boone for stopping by and uh, for Woody's, of course, uh, for being our gracious host, a great place for conversation, as you've, as you've heard. Um, Fire Talk is produced by the Canocti Fire Safe Council, and uh, we ask you to rate or review us, to subscribe to us, to share us on your social media accounts, help us get the word out. I'm Bill Grudy, and we'll see you next time.